listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 229 for the week of April 15, 2018. Welcome back to the longest running podcast dedicated to George R. R. Martin's The Song of Ice and Fire series and occasionally HBO's Game of Thrones. As usual, this is Ashley. And this is Amin, and we're joined by returning guest uh, John. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone at Ice and Fire Con in a week and a quarter. And uh, other than that, it's been a great year so far. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's so close. And I mean, hopefully this episode yeah. will come up before the convention. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, and congratulations. You're the first person on after our 10-year mark. Mm. Oh, thank you very much. Yep. Uh, I, I, I am honored. I am deeply honored with that. Uh, <laughs> Well, weren't you listening pretty far back, John? Like, uh, when did you first start listening to us? I, I was. I, I think I started listening, God, probably in like episode twenty or so or fifteen. <laughs> wow, lots of um, year, I think. So, so yeah, ten years uh, as a listener too. Yeah, yeah, and I've been. Re- I read the books originally in in the year they came out, though it was about eight months after it it actually. Hit, it actually hit the streets. It was sort of interesting because I was a big George R. R. Martin fan from his science fiction, and I'm much more of a science fiction guy than a fantasy guy. And uh, I kept looking at the back of the book when it came out, and it got all these re- awards and a good reviews. And I'd read the back, and I'm like, this seems totally uninteresting to me, and I'd put it <laughs> away. And then I was actually on a business trip, and I forgot a book, and I saw it in the airport, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I got hooked. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've mentioned it before in previous episodes, but I had owned the book for about two years at least before I read it. So it was just <laughs> sitting on my shelf. I was like, friends told me to read it, so I bought it, and then I'm like, got other stuff to do. <laughs> then I finally got to it. And yeah, then bought the rest of the books the same week. <laughs> so we've been actually uh, improving your dinners for a decade, I think, or something like that, or when you're cooking. Oh, yeah. So uh, often when um, I'm cooking dinner, I listen to podcasts and yours has often been one of them. So um, I, you know, usually cook fairly simple things, but occasionally it's I dabble with uh, some serious cooking from like the uh, uh, top uh, what is it, top chef cookbook or some um, Jamie Oliver uh, dishes. And then I'll listen to two or three episodes as I'm trying to put together a real meal. <laughs> So is your uh, wife and uh, daughter coming as well to the convention this year? They are. They're both coming. Um, I had hoped to bring some of my daughter's friends, but that's not happening. So it's just going to be the three of us as a family again. But you will and be bringing do- the Secret Targaryen game again. I am de- I'm definitely bringing Secret Targaryen ga- again. I am not sure if my daughter is going to... Um, joined the melee this year last year she did pretty well in the sword fighting but she feels like she in order to top last year's performance she would have to do really well and she thinks a lot, a lot of last year was blind luck so i'm not so sure she's well, going to uh, this to, year we have jousting too so maybe she just wants to sign up for that part i i i signed her up um, <laughs> for it um but it's not on real horses though it no. is with us uh so I think she would have been more enthused if it had been on a real horse, but um, I told her, you know, she can ride stick horses as well as a real horse. So. <laughs> well, since we're talking about the convention, Ashley, is there anything you want to 
tell us about about any changes this year or any highlights you're looking forward to? Um, well, I guess the biggest change is the attendance is exploding this year. Hmm. Like we're we're almost sold out. I'm sure we will be sold out by the time this episode comes out if it comes out before the convention. So it's uh yeah, moving it back to Ohio, the numbers have just shot right up. So it's going to be an interesting for the organizers perspective because <laughs> we've never had to handle this many people before. Well, that's great for you guys. The most we ever had, we can say that, right? So Yeah. It's uh we the last time we sold out was at Ravenwood. Uh we didn't sell out the last 2 years. Uh this is a much larger location and yeah, it's going to sell out. That's just exciting. Yeah, it's a lot closer um, to this main city, so it's easy to get there from the airport, right? Yep, much easier. And, uh, yeah, for things going on this year, uh, the big one is uh, the Ironwood Wolves. Um, they're, they're like a nature conservatory uh, group, but they go around to conferences and uh, for a fee, and uh, they bring their wolves, and they're t- you can take photos with the wolves. So that's going to be really exciting. And uh, what I've been working on all day is this bloody musical we're putting on. <laughs> so oh, I'm, not al- I'm not allowed to talk about it. All I can say is there's going to be a musical, and I've been working on it all day. So there you go. That's awesome. I, I-, I love musical American film shows. <laughs> yep. I have no idea how it's going to turn out because we've obviously never practiced together. So, yeah. But it'll be fun. Well, well, just remember to um, bring your fuel reports with you. Okay, that did. Okay, so for a fuel report <laughs> okay. from from my days of being at old convention shows. The scripts were always hidden. At, these oh. were Star Trek conventions, and they always were like, "Please bring the fuel report whenever someone forgot their lines." So, because it was a Star Trek theme. Um, show it, you, someone was always Kirk or Spock or whatever, so we just say, "Oh, I need the fuel report," and that's when we forgot our lines, and then they rush the script to you, so you could <laughs> actually read, really clever <laughs> read the lines. Speaking of uh, George's other works, uh, you were a fan of them, John. We are actually doing a panel, uh, Aziz and I, and a few other people about his other works. I thought that'd be fun to to talk about that since there's interest in it at the convention. Uh, I hope you're going to talk about Tough Voyaging, which I think is my favorite of his other stuff. Oh, I'm sure it's going to come up. Yeah, for sure. And I just like the, the ability to have that open discussion. Not yeah, just that I'm, panel, I'm but in general. I'm going to be there too. Yeah. I've read a few of his books, not all of them, but I've got at least three or four. I, I need to reread Night Flyers before the television series comes out. I'm. I'm very curious about how that's going to be on sci- sci-fi. Yeah, that's right. That should be interesting. Check out our podcast after that. We did a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah? On Night Flyers, yeah. The okay. Bastards of Kings, yeah. Yeah, we had Val Chris and uh, Michael, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've read Night Flyers since the 80s, so I'm <laughs> I'm a little... A little There's a few different versions of it, actually. You should Make sure you get the longest one, uh, which is... I think we covered that in the episode. Like, there's a... Like, some of them have a shorter intro than others, apparently. Well, the copy I have, I think, was from his um, his re- his retrospective, the two the two volume retrospective. I have the copy of that, mm. but I'm not sure which version is in that volume. Cool. And uh, 
We're going to have the board game tournament as well. That should be fun. Probably a lot of people show up for that. Yes, yeah. hopefully hopefully, I don't make the same idiotic mistake I made last year in the final. Oh, yeah? What did you do? <laughs> I just... Uh, I, I, I was too aggressive. I should have... I was in a good position, and then I just... I went for it and failed utterly. <laughs> and... I jokingly said the final last year should have been the called the Battle of the Buffoons instead of the Battle <laughs> of the Bastards, because I thought every player in, in the final made a dreadfully horrible mistake that cost them a win at some point in the in the round. Well, I know like a lot of people are planning on playing uh, D and D the Thursday because there's not a lot going on. Hmm. It's like the oh, thread wow. for it just like exploded when someone said it so i don't even know if it's gonna really get off the ground because there might be too many people so you know how long it takes to set that up well uh, it, it doesn't have to take long to set up if if, you, if the dungeon master has a pre, pre-made dungeon and knows what he's doing and you can play with pre-made characters it's not too too hard okay. <laughs> it'll be interesting how that turns out it, it seemed to have a lot of uh interest going on in the thor- in the forum uh. And we have our uh, usual podcast of Ice and Fire meetup on the Friday, which will be fun. And just just having like the whole group of listeners there is always fun because we always have have this like clique of people to walk together and hang out together <laughs> during the convention. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's. I I, th- I sometimes find um, those meetups interesting because how you picture people when you hear them on either. Through the bastards of the Kinggrave, or vassals of the King's Grave, or or the podcast, and what they actually look like when you first see them <laughs> is very different. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just super socially awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually eight feet tall in real life. So just, yep. As you guys know, it's intimidating. <laughs> you get used to it. <laughs> yep, it means ripped. Well, it's all that ultimate frisbee. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Speaking of things we should have started earlier, like the books, Ultimate Frisbee, I, I could have started years earlier. Could have started in high school, and I'd be even better now. I regret <laughs> that. I started like five or six years later than I should have. Well, I'm, opportunities. Get, I'm getting back into golf after not really playing for about 20 years, and um, I'm trying to get back to as good as I was in high school, and it's slow going, but I'm slowly getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, that's I guess that's Ice and Fire um, convention information. I mean, we'll record stuff yeah, during could... the... Sorry? I mean, I could go on for like an hour just talking <laughs> about the con, to be honest. But yeah. It looks like yeah. it's going to be the best year yet. So if you're somehow borderline unattending and you're close and there's tickets left, this is the year to attend if you haven't already. Get in there. Um, yeah, yeah, good luck getting tickets. There's about two left. <laughs> <laughs> well, get on the wait list. Yeah, but watch the forums for people who can't go anymore. Yeah, there's always off. people that are always trying to switch both rooms and tickets, right? So yep. that, that's the best way to get in there. That you can just do the switch. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people looking for roommates. Uh, yeah, I ended up giving up the second room that was in t- intended for Talia and her friends to uh, Chris and his wife. So do you think there's going to be many uh, non-convention people there, or it's going to pretty much be open? Talking with the resort, they are very. It does sound like some rooms have been sold to normal people, and sometimes people um, don't use the 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 code because they forgot it or something, and they just made the reservations, and so you don't even know if they're with the group or not. Yeah, I'm just hoping that there's the 
if there's any normal people who got cabins, they're not in like the same cluster as one of the clusters having a party. Because yeah. that's going to be a problem. Why are all these drunk people outside at 1 a.m.? <laughs> well, sometimes that works out well because you end up with new fans. We had a gaming convention a few years ago that had a lot of what we would call mundanes staying yeah. at the same place, and they ended up joining us. <laughs> that's fun. See, I had a really bad experience at a Harry Potter one where we were in cabins, but those cabins were actually uh, like doubles. They, they were connected to another cabin. And so the people in the other one were normal, and they could he- apparently hear everything through, through the wall. And so we ended up actually having to move cabins because they were complaining so much about our noise. So that's why I'm, like, worried. Well, I'll cross my fingers. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I guess uh, well, in, in talks of other conventions coming up, because only a month later is, Ice and, oh, not, sorry, is, is Anime North. Um, I actually just got some panels confirmed, Ashley. Yep, I got emails. I got a few. Yeah, I've I've been bumped from two that I signed up for, so I signed up for another one. So who knows? But <laughs> I've got uh, I think two confirmed now. Which ones are you doing so far? Uh, Made in Abyss and Killing Stalking. I have a podcasting panel, Game of Thrones, Doki Doki Literature Club, which is the gaming hit. And uh, did Game of Thrones get? Green lit again? It did, yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, it's, there, there was controversy last year. People bitching about non-anime stuff getting on the list. And oh yeah, that's uh, there, one there that came that up. much this year. I mean, we, it's always been popular, right? People go there. Yep. If you're going to caught non-anime, this is not the one. It always has like at least a hundred people in there, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're approved again. Yeah. Same like Mary and and uh, Cody again, and some okay. person. Yeah. Maybe I'll come heckle you from the front row. <laughs> Uh, so, so three panels so far. I thought I had a fourth. Oh yeah, and then professionals panel as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah so, that's what I've always wanted to see. So when is Anime North? It is on the last weekend of May, I believe. Just double check that. Yeah. Yes, it's it's the U.S.'s long weekend. Mem- the Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it's a good one. If you guys want to come up to that, <laughs> I have an extra room that I'm still holding on to. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I was actually debating whether to go to the uh, Con of Thrones that, that weekend and decided that just too much is going on in life, so I'm going to visit my mother instead. Are you thinking about going to uh, Comic-Con again? If if we can get tickets. <laughs> Tara well, we- said that there may be some available. I think Anna and I will go. Talia definitely said she would not be going this year. She has plans with friends for that week. So this yeah. is her sort of her last summer f- of flings before she enters the work world. So she, um, I actually prohibited her from getting a job this summer because we wanted to do a bunch of fam- long family vacations um, or one at least long family vacation in, in August. And uh, she's going to probably start working doing AmeriCorps in um, September. We put in That's the awesome. application for our panel again. I still like manage getting the application in because I have the contacts. And uh, I, this year, I, I'm really trying to get them closer uh, to the main convention hall there. So we'll see. Well, I'm going to try to go next year, hopefully when I'm living in the States by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 2019. Cost effective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going this year, Ashley. No, I'm still waiting on uh, my immigration, so, yeah. Ugh. Get married instead. 
<laughs> well, that's a good idea. <laughs> Just don't put your marriage in the same week as I, uh, as uh, Comic Con, because Tara is going to be having trouble. Oh no! Actually, yeah, she gave me her date, the dates of Comic Con, so I could schedule the wedding that, yeah. around it. Yeah. <laughs> when is it, when are the dates? Uh, for Comic Con or my wedding? No, your wedding is it oh, the summer, uh, right? Yeah, it's July fourteenth. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Are you having it in States or in Canada? Canada. I'm going to do it in Niagara so that it's easier for people to get to. Oh, nice. You're going to send Mimi an invite? <laughs> she never got back to me. Are you still getting an invite? Are you still on the guest list? I, I never got information about guest lists. Are you using Facebook or email? No, I, well, I asked you through email a while ago if, if you I wanted never, an I never invite. Got it. You said yes. No, no, I haven't sent out invitations yet. I yeah, just, I'm definitely interested you... in coming. I oh, just okay. need to check my work schedule and that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. I didn't know the exact date, right? So oh, I can confirm once okay. you give, give, give an invite. But I think Mimi in particular, because you've never met her, right? That'd be pretty awesome. She yeah, she, she never replied when I... Well, I figured Kyle wouldn't, but... Uh, well, that was a while yeah, back. she never replied when I mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. She doesn't check her email a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> But this she does like, check. She does comment on Facebook, though. Yeah. Yes, that's right. This is the podcast of tangents. This episode. Yes. It's a conventions <laughs> podcast for the most. I mean, like, yeah. 2019 though, because yeah, I needed a break from Comic Con. We do some other traveling. We've been there so long, but maybe yeah, maybe 2019 we can have a big reunion. Get all four yep. of us there again. That would be fun. Because it's, it's going to be the show's last year too, right? Mm. Yeah, but by then they may have already announced the pre- prequel shows. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Start all over again. <laughs> Saga continues. Okay. Well, yeah, why don't we get to the chapters here? At least the first chapter, Tyrion 6, I believe. Uh, John, did you have a bit of a recap, he said? I do. Uh, just a second. Okay, so t- Tyrion and Sansa discuss peas and piety tales during dinner. Tyrion gets called to the small council, where Cersei, Tywin, and Joffrey share tales of a raucous wedding. Joffrey acts up, Tywin sends him to bed, and introduces him to opioids. A lively discussion <laughs> of parenting in, uh, skills between Robert and, of Robert and Cersei ensues. That is followed by the continued cover-up of a war crime and a discussion of Tyrion's future family plans. Excellent. Um... What I found interesting at the very start of it was just this kind of continued rivalry between Reach and uh, Dornishman mentioned there. It's almost like uh, Romulans and, and uh, Klingons or something. <laughs> can't be in the same place. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Elena immediately was uh, upset about uh, Oberyn's presence. Didn't we find out that the, that they didn't... Oh, no, it was... Uh, what's his face? Uh... Oh, I'm showing my great lack of knowledge right now. Uh, Willis and Oberyn get well, along pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yes. that's actually it. That yes. We find out that they're okay with each other. Yeah. But I mean, the, the common men and the, and, like, the soldiers are definitely still have that prejudice, right? Uh, right, because a number of them were killed. Be, yeah. They got fi- fighting each uh, other. So, so it was a little surprising to see uh, the Queen of Thorns make that comment, because you think if Willis is good, then you think she'd be uh, in alignment with him, right? So was she just being like, Caddy, or she's, she's, she doesn't like Ilaria, but I think like overall she probably still doesn't hate them if, if Willis has forgiven him, right? I don't know. 
Could be she does. Or maybe she's got other reasons to dislike him. Mm. It, it, it may just be that, you know, TV and book are different, and it may just be that she didn't like the bastard, the bastardity of Hilaria Sand. Yeah, it could be that. You're right. Yeah, That's the point. Not, not that she was Dornish, just that she was, like, bastard. Like here, right? Yeah, that's right. That, that's right. what her comment was directed to, too. Um, but you always, yeah, you always have to look at these things with a little bit more depth, given the fact that we know later on that at least the leaders are, well, Mace Terrell obviously is an idiot, but <laughs> Willis and, and Oberyn are on good terms and probably Doran as well, then. Okay, well then there's uh, Sansa's praying all the time, which is not helping her. But actually, she's also, I think, meeting Danto sometimes at these meetings, right? That's why she doesn't want Tyrion to go there. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's exactly where she was meeting Dantos. Yeah, that's why she says, no, immediately. <laughs> Don't come there. Uh, then it talks about uh, uh, Peter Baelish, because Tyrion is trying to make sense of his records, and uh, Baelish has a little, has a more advanced understanding of economy. Like That's right, you don't want gold or, or money to sit there, right? You want to put it to use, otherwise it just loses value with inflation. So right. his ideas are good, and Peter has advanced ideas, but he's also made some questionable investments. Now, is he just taking big risks sometime, or is he, is he, is he doing it on purpose, maybe? Same I think he's now. doing an insider trading on his in his own interest. Mm. Yeah, I, I got the impression that he that uh, Tyrion was uncovering some uh, at least some some theft and graft from Peter that he was taking it taking a bigger cut than he had let on. Yeah, that's why the ventures yeah. were really bad. They lost, but maybe Peter owned like shares in the other yeah. company that 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 won on it. The equivalent of that. Um, but the, I mean, that's the over the overall arching question, though. Like beyond the corruption, is whether Peter intentionally tried to set a system up that would collapse later, or if he, he just didn't care, he just did whatever to to aggrandize himself. Um, I think. Uh, Go ahead, Ashley. Uh, I think we're probably saying the same thing that he was planning just to cut and run eventually. Hmm. Oh, I think he was trying to weaken the throne as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and then whether he could take advantage of that later or not was irrelevant. As long as they were weaker, he won either way. Yeah, yeah he didn't plan on sticking around. Yeah, that's right. He had an exit strategy. And one time we had Stefan on here, and I remember his, his quote saying that the problem with the economics and uh, the throne in Westeros is, is that Littlefinger knows stuff, but he's corrupt. And the rest of them don't know shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Tyrion could, in potential if you had a longer time in that position, have stabilized things. Um, and then the, the Antler men had owned <laughs> money to the crown, but they're dead now. <laughs> it's going to be hard to <laughs> collect those debts. Yeah, that, that was actually pretty funny. Like, Tyrion. <laughs> and Tyrion was going to send Bronn after their heirs, but then didn't think it would amount to much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on here. Let's see. So Tywin's talking about like what happened at the Red Wedding. Uh, is it was it really just those couple of words like it's supposed to be code like they didn't want to go in detail in that letter? I think that was part of it. I, mm. I definitely, th I definitely think they didn't want to go into detail um, in, in case someone intercepted it, mm. i.e., i.e. Stannis or, but yeah. And then they uh, let's see here. Well, um. Tywin's talking about how they want to give generous terms, try to resolve this thing, 
And then Joffrey goes crazy. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to give terms. I'll have them all killed. They defied me. And yep. uh, Brilliant strategist, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tywin tries to talk him off off the edge by yeah. explaining why you do this, um, but he, he was hearing none of it. <laughs> and then essentially accused Tywin of cowardice. <laughs> that was great. I was so waiting for Tywin yeah. <laughs> to put the smack down. <laughs> I really kind of wish that, you know, he, he, he stuck around a bit longer so that we could see the result. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, there's thought that maybe... Uh, I mean, Tywin wasn't... I mean, he, yes, Tywin was pissed off that Joffrey died the way he did because he doesn't want, like, you know, Lannisters to be killed off uh, without punishment. But on the other hand, like, people uh, think at least he would have taken advantage of that. He's like, yes, Joffrey's out of the way. He wasn't entirely disappointed that Joffrey was out of the way, I think. Some people even think that he would have he killed Joffrey <laughs> off if he was un uncontrollable. Well, I definitely think that th that might have happened. I mean... I I mean, that was originally Peter's plan with Ned, right? To just put Joffrey on the throne. If he proves uncontrollable, just put Tommen on the throne or do something else. But Well, yeah, you, you, you get rid of Joffrey anyway. They had Renly, the, the option, which Tywin's not going to do, but I see what you're saying. Switch switch up there. But I mean, I think this is a... I, I don't think Tywin would have killed Joffrey. I think he would have put the fear of God into him, but... I'm not... I disagree. I think, yeah. I think Tywin is ruthless enough yeah. to, to have seen what... If 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 Joffrey continued down the path that he seemed to be heading, I think Tywin well, would have. Yeah, I guess if, if everything else failed first, I don't like. Yeah, I don't think he would have done it being his first choice, but I think if things continued the way they are. Well, this chapter is particularly important, I think, for interpreting Tywin's character. I mean, if we if we ever had like a trial of Tywin, like that's actually well, something I I thought would be cool. It wasn't really enough time to bring it up for the convention this year to have like an event where we have a trial of a character like Tywin or Stannis and have like people on each side argue it. I think that would be fun uh, to do that at the convention. But like if there was a, it was a trial of Tywin, this chapter would be particularly important and what you think of it is important of how you view Tywin, whether you accept what he says about what he did. Uh, like, I mean, starting off like, I mean, he starts out the chapter pretty good and explaining a lot of things saying like, well, you got to let them back up with it. No one will ever, um, you know, everyone will, will bend the knee to you. No one will, surrender that's true is that universal uh but then he makes a mistake later on uh, i don't know if we want to jump to it is when when Tyrion's trying to like crit, you know, criticizing him for like breaking the guests right or like supporting that and he's like well why is it better to to you know like have thousands die in battle than just to kill a few at the, at the dinner well he doesn't understand that he's broken that norm as well or at least like he's supporting breaking that norm that if you lose the norm of being able to have guests right and negotiations and peace and that kind of like trust that kind of situation then then no one will ever trust you and then you need, thousands will die even like hundreds of thousands will die that norm disappears well i agree about the norm disappearing but i think the point that he was making was was that he was the keeping the the thousands of people from dying was more important than losing the ten at dinner when you had to do one or the other and he had protected himself, so he wasn't the one breaking the norm. It was this yeah. He tried to distance cra himself crazy that. lord. He, he distanced himself from yeah. from it, and you know plausible deniability, yes. which is is something he seems to have been doing since the rebellion when he hmm. denied denied the rape of uh, Elliot. Yeah, but I mean, thousands also did die there too. He also undercounts just his none of his 
die. But there are thousands of Robs who die for saying just total men. But he's just saying, why send our own to die if you can do this? But I think that's still the mistake. Even though he wanted to distance himself, overall that that theory did not work for him, I think. And then it goes into, like, basically a lot of the end of the chapter, he keeps saying, like, well, I didn't do this. Like, I didn't think Gregor would do that. I didn't give the order. You can't believe I would have done that, the rape or whatever. But do you believe that or no? I actually I, I, do believe it. Yeah, I, but, uh, just because he says he didn't know what Gregor was at that time, and I believe him in that sense, like, Gregor is not really... You wouldn't predict that brutality from someone if you don't know them to be like that, right? Hmm. But on the other side, he still was willing to use Gregor for the next 15 years. Yeah, well, now he knows. <laughs> so, so, so in some ways, I, I have always thought of Tywin as Nixonian in that he's amoral. It's not that he's immoral, he's amoral. Whatever meets his needs was okay. Yeah, definitely. His desires, whether good, like, bad... Uh, the, the Prince Doctrine, or Machiavelli, but too, too far, really, I think. That's the problem. Like, well, yeah, it works while he's alive. His legacy shows it didn't, doesn't work in the long run. He went too far in it. But, I mean, he did have some successes. And that is mentioned later in the second, like, I mean, the second chapter. After, the chapter after this, Stannis refers to that when Stannis and um, and Robert oh. went to King's Landing as kids. They saw Tywin and they thought, "Oh, what a great king this guy is!" And they thought it was the king, it was Tywin. Don't yeah, I think justice. he has his own sense of morality, right? Like, mm. like I, I don't think he's like as sociopathic as Littlefinger. Say, I think no. he is, you know, a different type. He, he just. He believes that he is justified in what he's doing. Hmm. Whereas I don't think Littlefinger thinks that he's justified. I think he's just doing what he wants to get what he wants. Yeah, from Tywin's point of view, with the exception of his behavior towards Tyrion, it's pretty consistent and and there, you can see a moral code there of what he's trying to do and, and in general do justice, but knowing that you have to be strong in those in that day and age to maintain your power because and all the other lords will jump on weakness. Hmm. So I, well, when he says like I would I wouldn't command the rape, well you commanded the rape of Tyrion's wife. Now the difference being is Tyrion's wife was low born and that could be that his bias there. Uh, yep. he, he would do that but he would never do oh I never command the rape of a noble woman. <laughs> That's basically what what he's saying, right? <laughs> Yeah, he definitely thinks that nobility puts him above others. Yes. But I also think he just, his hatred for Tyrion and I, hmm. is so great. And I, it I think. It overwhelms his even his normal limited, like his limits. Like it makes, yeah. that's his weak point. Yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily because Tyrion's a dwarf. I think it's because his, Tyrion's mother died giving birth to him as. Yes, but also, I mean, like, if you believe the theory that, that Tywin has been sleeping around, uh, Tyrion, he feels guilty seeing Tyrion do openly what he has to, like, hide himself, and maybe he, like, he, <laughs> he sees himself in, in Tyrion, right? Well, well, his sister certainly saw himself in Tyrion. I don't know if yeah, he ever. I, I don't yeah, ever know I, if he ever saw, saw himself in Tyrion. He's got a blind spot to Tyrion, I think. Mm. It, uh, you're going into a different chapter. His sister even saw that. <laughs> yeah. Saw that. Yeah, she had a blind spot. Oh, Jenna Lannister. Her. Yeah, like she said, yeah. you're 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 his son, not uh, 
Jamie, and then he wouldn't right. speak to her for like half a year yeah. <laughs> after that comment. Um, I mean, he is aware that Tyrion has some skills. He makes uses of them as well, but that relationship is certainly strained. Because right? when well, he says that, he's like, even you wouldn't believe that I would give this command, right? Um, but yeah, like it seems to me that he has no reason to really lie to Tyrion here, right? Or you think he, if he did it, he would have said it. Or maybe he does. Maybe he wants to give Tyrion plausible deniability to lie to Oberyn. Oh, I don't think he was lying. I don't think he gave the order for the rapes. Did, he, I, I did think... he allow it to happen? Did he suspect that it might happen? And just I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I just think he covered it up. Yeah, and it's interesting I, I, how I think he gave he, yeah. he gave the st- the order to get rid of them, and yes. then they just went nuts. So yeah, and and then he covered it up because he still thought they were useful, and to to admit it may have brought again culpability to him. Yes, and so it was better just to deny, 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 hmm. which is which I think is standard for every large government entity. Or people in power, because they think it's easier to just hide things than admit the truth, even though the truth. Well, it shows how people view events differently, right? I mean, this is viewed this way, and then Oberyn is convinced that uh, Tywin did this to even the score, going back to the whole marriage thing, right? He lost in marriages with Cersei versus Elia, and this was like his chance to even the score. That's his interpretation of what happened. Yeah, but why to Elia? Why would he be upset at... Oh, because Elia married Rhaegar instead of Cersei. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, you could take that interpretation, or you could say it's wrong. It's just, it's just interesting that the same event is interpreted different ways. Same thing here as well when, when this, the talk is about Robert hitting Joffrey with the cat. Because apparently, remember, Joffrey, like, cut up a cat, yeah. right? Like, sociopathic tendencies there. And then and then Cersei is like, oh, some mischief with a cat. And Robert, like, punched him his teeth out. Like, it's like, that's her summary, <laughs> summary of what happened, whereas we hear about there what actually happened like in terms of like how bad it was right um yeah but even tywin realized that that, that probably was necessary something needed to be said anyway like, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not a brutal beating but like he wouldn't even let him discipline him normally and that right. was wrong right so but it was interesting just how they characterized that event differently um okay so yeah tywin is concerned about joffrey he's planning to do something to bring him in line and then they're talking about uh, Robert needed to have the children die. Do you think that's true? I mean, to, for his throne to be secure, maybe yes. But do you think Ro- I mean, Robert never really wanted to be king, right? His point was to get Lyanna, and then he kind of just took it, took it afterwards, like he was. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he his first choice would not have been to be king. Yes, he, and he wanted he, to leave he, later, right? Remember, so yeah, he wanted to go back to adventuring, but he. Felt bad, like leaving everything with Cersei and Joffrey. But on the other hand, I do think that the realities were in to keep the throne safe. He would have had to do something he wouldn't like to do, and it. Hmm. I, I think that 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 is that fits what we know of Robert's character, where he he he's a great fighter, and he but he he has a weak spot in that. He doesn't want to be seen to be the villain. Yeah, the Tywin is not afraid to be. He seen wants to be, to be liked. Villain. That's what he's saying. Heroes do not kill children. Tywin's not saying that he's a hero. He just wants to rule. Now he does brutal things, and and I don't agree with them. But you have to. We're just trying to understand what he views of himself right now with this chapter eight. We're trying to to judge that. I mean, he he, he you could you could flip the coin and, and see Roos as being a more extreme version of Tywin. I mean, they both that comment is made here that 
there's no blood in Tywin Lannister. Well, that could be the same said about Roos. It just Roos just goes far more extreme and far worse. But he says, "Oh, I want a quiet, peaceful land," according to Roos. <laughs> I wouldn't compare Roos to Tywin. I think they're different beasts. Oh, I I see the comparison. I wouldn't. I Ram, Ramsey and Joffrey are similar too. Hmm. Roos is just someone who is willing to go to more extremes than. Uh, I mean, okay, Roos is. His ends may also Bruce be bad is as more well. To- Bruce is more tolerant of cruelty. Like, yes. He, he, he's more into wanton cruelty, whereas Tywin, mm. see, it's a means targeted. to an end, yeah, but it's cruelty. not something he's desiring. Yeah, well, right? Roos, you could see, in, in like, watching a torture and be like, hmm, this is interesting. Tywin is not going to bloody his hands or be in the room. He'll just have it done while he's somewhere yeah. else. He has, he, he has and the, 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 but these are slight differences. The guy getting tortured doesn't matter. If Rooster is in the room and Tywin's not, it doesn't matter the guy. I, I, I think you know if someone has to be killed, if someone's enjoying it rather than just not enjoying it, I yeah, think that, that, that does make a difference. Yeah, slightly better. It's like, well, at least you're not enjoying my agonizing torture over here. Like, but, yeah. I, I never got the impression Roos would enjoy the torture. I, I mean, I just thought he, he, he might. Thought I mean, it's he, a necessity. He, he, he likes. The, I never got that impression the, like, from the book. I think he the would like the. Uh, I mean, the, the skinning of the people, right? Like what a. Like he, I'm not sure he likes like, it. I just think he thought it was very effective. So he's not actually in the room. I mean, Ramsey is there, but he's not as, quite as bad as Ramsey in that sense. I mean, he I mean, he, he even says, like, Ram, like, rein yourself in, Ramsey, like you're <laughs> out of control. But, yeah. Well, no, okay, here's the thing. Once Tywin, like, I mean, Tywin ruled the realm for 20 years, right? And seemed to do a fairly good job. You cannot see Roos ruling the realm for 20 years and doing a good job. Like, that's the... the in terms of the capability of, of ruling, right? I agree. I'm not, I'm not so sure I agree with that. I, I don't think it was... <laughs> I, 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 I think I, Roos would probably do a better job than Ned. But... Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think that Roos no, would have I necessarily think... been a bad leader except that he had Ramsay. I mean, if, if Roos's first son had not been killed by Ramsay... Well, his son would have been a could... good ruler, I think. Yeah, because his son seemed pretty decent, right? But but I think Roos could have also been a decent ruler, even though, you know, he he was one of those rulers who his means to get the power was questionable. But once yeah. he's there, he might have done a decent job. Well, we don't know what the condition is of the Baldwin people, right? We don't know. We need. We have no like, other than Steel Shacks Walton, like we don't have anyone to be like. Well, how is it to live under Bolton rule, right? But it seems like a lot of the North preferred Stark rule over Bolton rule, even though even even when the Starks were particularly cruel in the past. But I think there needs to be a distinction made between um, your, you, you, like, I mean, none of this compares to our, like, level of rights and everything now, right? We're just looking at Westeros itself. People using, like, these kind of brutal methods toward a good end, uh, like, with a goal of, like, civility and justice. Yeah, I, I, I versus, can't say I've ever seen the Boltons try to get a good end in something. Yeah. Well, he says it, but he could just he'd be bullshit, right? He says, I want yeah, to be peaceful or whatever. But how can you have a peaceful land when the ruler himself can just go and rape anybody he wants? There's no rule of law there. I mean, of course, we're not applying our standard, but at least even Westeros' standard. Even the king's not supposed to be above the law. Technically, he could commit crimes, right? But but he, he goes and just rapes some, some random peasant woman. Although his, uh, his, 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 his legal argument is like, well, I, I should have had the first night, and I never, <laughs> I never had it, right? Yeah, and that's but that's right out of history, as I recall. I can't remember where I that. I think it's a bit of a myth, though. I think it's referred to, but it's a myth. I mean, it's in Braveheart, but that doesn't mean it's true. 
<laughs> the the first night thing. I think it's mentioned a lot, but it, whether it was ever in practice was rare. I, I, I actually thought it came from the one of the American Indian tribes. Had that practice as well, maybe. Had that practice. No, I, mean, I actually thought I thought it was the the, the native natives from Alaska that had that practice, but no. I mean, the, I could, I mean it's referred to. Could a, be totally in a lot wrong. Of European traditions, it's referred to, but whether it actually really happened, I think is 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 debatable whether it actually happened in history. Um, so, but you're saying like Roos would, would have outside the first night, he would have never done that. Like he's just trying to justify it within the first night, what he well, did. To be to be honest, I completely forgot about that. Part yeah. of Bruce's <laughs> character <laughs> came into existence. Yeah, well, that's part. That's part. Also, I mean, other than that, Bruce seems so like distanced from anything. You think he would never even be interested in anything, but he does, that one time, it just like turns into a beast. Like he just, he's just a more controlled Ramsey, basically. And he says that it's like, well, I don't care if you have your, your crazy tastes, just rein them in. So he's not. He's not. I'm not saying that he's comparable in Taiwan uh, exactly. I'm just saying that if you went, if Taiwan went to an extreme, maybe you could, you could end up as a Bruce. So. Taiwan breaking all these norms will end, end up with a roost at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could. I think I've come around to your argument. <laughs> <laughs> you have persuaded this. Persuaded me. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, there's no um, right answer here, right? It's just yeah. fun to talk about it, and then you know, looking forward to talking about this in a week <laughs> when we have discussions <laughs> like this at every meal. It's like, oh. <laughs> But I think that trial idea would be fun to have like a character like Tywin or, or Stannis on trial and have like the advocates argue for them and vice versa. I think there are so many you could you could you could uh, have that same trial with uh, Jamie. You could have it with the Hound. Yeah, you well, can... let's have a couple of those trials. I think that's fun for the convention. I mean, there's not really enough time to uh, have organized it for the S here, but that's an idea for the future, right? Uh, they're well, doing a mock trial for uh, the show versus books this year. Hmm. So, I mean, if that goes well, I'm sure that'll open... Yeah, but who did know. they manage to hire to, to go for the show? Like they, they, <laughs> I don't... That's That's been the problem. It's like the public I, defender I thing. It's like they have to, like, who are we going to get to... You need somebody constitutionally to, to defend them. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's more of a just... I mean, show, that, that's such a broad topic, right? I'm saying, like, if you put, like, Stannis on trial or Tywin, you can have... People can prep for them. Yeah, I things. feel like that would have been a better. Like, uh, see, I mean, you got to start paying attention to our group meetings. to take part in that stuff. I'm already, I already <laughs> do my share. I'm, I'm handling, I handle the gaming tournament and I also organize like gaming for like 10 hours <laughs> <laughs> on the night. So, but yeah. we can do that. For, we, got, we have enough going this year. Just an idea for future yeah. years, right? Yeah, next year, yep. Yeah. Then you well, can have people the whole year to get prepare into for it, it right? Because, like, I'm a Tywin supporter, and a lot of people hate him. So, like, there's that's that's got a lot of ground, and there's like Tyrion is a great character too. Yeah. If you don't look at the show, well, then that's the thing. You'll you'll plead your case, and you'll have all the your examples, and vice versa, and it'll be fun. Like, then you get a ruling, have a person in cosplay like sitting in the corner, <laughs> like a mock trial. It'd be, it'd be fun. Um, and then they could vote or something like the end or something like that, right? They could have like a vote. Okay. Yep. So I guess is well, that it you, no, you'd, you'd have to select twelve members for the audience <laughs> to be the jury. <laughs> no, we're doing Greek style. Everyone can vote. <laughs> it's like a trial of Socrates. That have you ever been to one of those trial of Socrates plays? They actually let you no. go out there, but it's always rigged. It always gets to the same. <laughs> it's really good. Like they, they they do like the whole like trial of uh, of Socrates, right? They have the actor and do, and at the end they give you like two stones and you can vote uh, for innocent or guilty. Okay, um, is that it for this chapter? I think. 
think that's all I those have. Are I mean, major, those are the major points. Well, just just the idea. The final thing is Tywin's plan for the North kind of oh, makes for, sense, right? Like he, he's going to have the Boltons fight the Ironborn and just mop up later up next spring after like the long winter. Oh, and for Tyrion to sire a, a child on Sansa, so yeah. that they have, that they have the, the right of inheritance for um, for Tyrion's son for for. Well, Winterfell. he certainly th- thinks that the, that that the Boltons are not going to do a good job, so they'll be happy <laughs> when the Starks show up again. Yeah, but I don't think he was ever. Pl- he was making Bolton Warden of the North, but he was certainly never giving him Winterfell. Hmm. No, I, I, that that was that was clear to me that because he said that you you know you'll never have Castle earlier on he said I'll yeah. never have Castle Lock but you will have Winterfell yeah but but I think I mean uh, Bolton temporarily has Winterfell until we mop him up later uh, well I didn't even get that impression I just assumed okay that he so was I mean managed from the Dreadford and and Tyrion was yes. going to be Lord of Winterfell well I guess that in theory that could work right I mean so Tyrion becomes a pretty big lord over there and gets all of those lands right yeah yeah. But I mean, even by this point, I think I mean I think it's obvious though he in the long run he wants to replace Roos probably if it comes to it. I mean, he'll see he'll take whatever route is practical, right? But uh, if he if he can put Tyrion as Warden of the North in the end, well, that's preferred. Yeah, well, Tyrion's got Sansa at this point, so I mean, yeah, the claim is sense. strong. With the people are pissed off. I mean, this is mentioned a few times. Uh, this kind of idea that he would go up there and then they would just take over. Well, well it's also a like. Tywin really respects old blood and mm. like the Starks have had the North for millennia or whatever so yes. it's putting Sansa back there is pro- he, he probably believes that's her rightful spot and that's where she should be although he, he also says but, they have fake Arya right like well, they have Arya now so they, have, <laughs> so they also have a Stark claim in theory um, but it's a younger claim. That's right. Yeah. It, it sounds as would. I mean, it, it, it gets and the, the I, fact that they know it's fake is a point that <laughs> the Lannisters favor holding over top of the Boltons. Yes, they can always right. reveal that later. Although when you first read this chapter, in theory, it could have been her, right? This is just after Arya was knocked unconscious, so it could be like, oh, she was caught or something. Right? No, no, it's not. It's two books later. No, no, no. Arya was unconscious a couple chapters ago. Like We just did the reread on it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, but... Yeah, so maybe like she could have been caught at that point somehow. Like, we don't know what happened. Oh, right? okay, I the see what you're saying. The last we saw her, she was unconscious. Or, so you're or saying that she, could, that she could have been reported as captured by the phrase. Yeah, I, something I get like it. that, right? Um, or maybe the Hound gave her up. Who knows? Right? We haven't seen anything since, since that point. Uh, but but the clues are here that oh it's fake it's like friendly until Blackwater like we we know that like that clue is there to show that it's fake but in, you could have been like oh shit Arya <laughs> he's been captured hmm. well I guess it depends on whether like I mean yeah did Tywin really think they were going to send like a fleet up and try to invade there later on or I think he was he was just thinking they would rally right they land and rally up a lot of the northern houses to their cause with a Stark heir. I didn't I didn't even get the impression that they would need to. Hmm. I thought he would. The assumption is he, they would, you know, will be let through. Mo- Bolton, Bolton, yeah. Bolton, you're you're the warden of the north, and you and you're going to have that title. But my family's coming up to take Winterfell, and hmm. eventually, once you're you know you're gone, we control King's Landing, we control Castle Rock, we control Winterfell. You're just our our guy. Hmm. Interesting. That's how that's how I thought um, Tywin saw the situation. I didn't think he thought they were going to actually have to go up and fight again uh, for the bull. I mean, I think 
I didn't think he th- they were going to have to fight the Boltons for control. I did think that it, he thought they would well, have to he, go he, send he an says, army up at He says the up. North will go to your son. That's what he says at the end of the chapter. Yeah. So I think that's the North is broader. But yeah, you're right. I don't think they'll have to fight them. They'll be so spent that they won't really resist. Right. Yeah. Okay. So on to the next chapter. We have enough time for that or, or what? Do <laughs> uh, you. I'm good. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I got wedding stuff. To sure, let's wrap it up then. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, we'll we'll save the next chapter for next time. We have the convention coming up, and um, any final things? Broadcast we... live from the convention. Well, we'll, we'll definitely record at the convention. I don't know if we'll broadcast it. <laughs> yeah, logistics never are never on our side in that situation. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone out there, and uh, check us out at podcastmysmart.com on Facebook and on DeviantArt and uh, we'll see you next time bye bye good night guys give give me a minute though I want to I didn't send the art for this chapter so I'm going to send it now for your comments (laughs) first one by Pod's Plight it's pretty good I like his art style he has a very distinct art style where do I find I'm trying to find this I just sent you the links You get the messages? Yeah, I just did. I'm trying to click on the links and not. Succeeding. Actually, it's only the first chapter here, since we're going to the next. Is, is the fifty-four? Is uh, yeah. <laughs> Plot has a very specific to... art style. Uh, no, I can't get it to. I can't get it to just look up. Oh huh. well. <laughs> oh well. Okay, I'm just going to talk to John about a few things about uh, the, the game, I guess. So thanks, Ashley. Okay, I'll, thank I'll you very see. much. When are, when are you going to you going to be there on the Thursday night, Ashley? Yes, as long as they let me into the country. Mm. I'll, I'll, oh I'll be there no, late. is that is that a problem? It could be because they know I'm trying to immigrate. That they're like, oh, you're just trying to run in, not come back. So <laughs> well, I'm going to like proof of what your event, right? Have like a printout of the event. Yeah, I'm going to also bring like my contract with my wedding hotel, so like proof, like I got to come back to Canada. That's right. <laughs> so hopefully. I mean, I mean, can't you get something that this is work-related? Well, I'm not. It's not technically work, right? It's not, but so. I mean, like, it's it, it's obvious you're coming here for this reason, right? You have a, you print out a copy of your like booked hotel room. You print out a copy of the convention schedule, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I have a round ticket and yeah. stuff, so. But, but I would also I, I would also try to get something from, in writing from Tara that you're serving on these panels, et cetera, et cetera, as an expert. Are you part of the council? You're just, you're on the website. Yeah. You print a copy of that. Yeah, I'm a volunteer. Don't you have a ticket as well? Yeah. That's the actual convention. You show that. I mean, they can't deny you entry because you're trying to attend an event. That'd be ridiculous. If you're coming from some, like, well, you're from Canada, you're coming from. So yeah. well, they, they, they can they, they, do whatever they want. That's right. right. They can do whatever I mean, they want. But, they, but you want, but but like you, you want to give them every reason not to. Right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Like if you I show mean, them all these things, then unless they're pissed off, there's no reason to do. If you show up, and you yeah, and I'm nothing. I'm flying in. I'll I'll bring my copy of my car insurance too, and I'll, I'm I'm gonna bring a whole ton of stuff to well, prove that I'm in, not trying to You actually pre-check in at Toronto too, right? So that's nice. You just go through, yep. once you're through the border there, then you're good. You fly over, so. Yep, so we shall see. I'll I'll have very high anxiety that morning <laughs> for sure. Oh, I I I feel your pain. Yeah, I, and it's one of those horrible flights that you know you can't get a direct flight so you have to fly further away to fly in like mm. i have a stopover in new york city like <laughs> ohio to toronto is closer than toronto to new york city mm. I, I it's stupid but eh. uh, 
That that sounds like a miserable flight. <laughs> wouldn't it have been easy? It wouldn't have been easier just to drive. I didn't want to drive because I was worried they'd think that I'm running for the states if I have a car with me. Yeah, if you're flying in, it's like why? I think you're putting too much thought into it. Like, this has happened before. Like, they can block somebody. Maybe I guess your application has been submitted. I suppose it's in their yeah, yeah. It's, since it's in their system, it'll it'll be flagged, so yeah, they'll I mean, know it's like that you're, I'm you're, in the immigration proper. You're process. You're flying as is proper to be a citizen. It's not like you're hiding it. You're not applying, just trying to live there. Like, you, you put your paperwork in. And yeah, well, the thing is that what they're worried about is that someone's, you know, applying that won't get accepted. So they know that these person's trying to live there. So if they come into the country, they have reason to believe they won't leave. Hmm. But then, I mean, but, I mean they, I don't they know, they know any... who you're like trying to marry. They go, oh, I just find out where that person is living and they divorce you. Like, it's not like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, like, I don't have any reason. Like, they, they don't have a reason to deny me. Really, it's yeah. just if the person is a major dick, or if I have like an anxiety attack trying to cross, and yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, look, look like you're shady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be very well dressed when you go through <laughs> business class. Right. <laughs> That's why you like need the Nexus card, bad. Ashley. If you had the Nexus card already, you probably would have been, been fine. You just they don't even talk to you. They just like, oh, here. What's the yeah, Nexus keeps, card? Yeah, keeps applying for one of those. It's uh. It lets you go back and forth across uh, the border, U.S. Canada border, really easily. Like you have a special line that you go through, and then and then you're like pre-screened, so it's like they barely talk to you at all. Like when you go back to your own country, they don't even talk to you. You just like scan your thing and go through. And when you go to the other country, then then it's like really minimal. You, you fill it all in the computer. I, I mean, I, we crossed the border and went to Montreal during the Christmas break, and yeah. I, I thought there was almost no border security there, at least going either in or out of Canada <laughs> for all intents and purposes. I mean, it took less than 10 seconds. The yeah. Car, like, let's see your pass. The cardboard, they really yeah, rush yeah. it because of the long line. With the airport, they can take a little more time if they want to, but the Nexus line is just faster too. And the advantage then is, is any plane you go on, basically, especially in Canada, even within Canada, the airports have a faster line for Nexus, even though you're not even leaving the country. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Even if you fly within Canada, mm. most airports have that. Almost every major airport has like an Nexus line, which cuts down on stress. And then uh, in the States, I can use my Nexus card as a TSA pre-check. So you can oh, get into TSA Maybe pre-check. I should get it then. Yeah, it's so worth it. Like, so it keeps getting it. A couple of he trips hates. and it's worth the cost of like not being stressed to get through a line. Like you get through way faster, mm. right? Do they charge a lot for this thing? No, they charge $50 for five years. That's not bad. That's pretty you're reasonable. You're using it a lot. It's think reasonable. About it. Like, I, I fly even a lot within Canada, and that's worth it. I can just, like, especially out of Toronto, where you go, there's, like, mega lines. One time I was stuck in, in Toronto, I was trying to catch, like, this, this, like, other flight. And there was, like, no way I was going to get through. It was going to be, like, a half an hour wait. And then with Nexus, I just, like, ran to the, through the Nexus line, and I somehow ran onto the airplane just in time. It was, like, crazy. I got through in like, a couple minutes. I would never have made it in the regular line. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I should look into getting it then. It's worth it. I mean, you just fill in your your paperwork. I mean, maybe, maybe you want to resolve your immigration thing first. Maybe. Yeah. Although in theory, I don't think one affects the other. I mean, there's no ne- necessary reason why it should. You're just being pre-screened by the government to say you're safe to go back and forth. So, like, you're, you're like a you're not gonna smuggle things or something like that. <laughs> like, so it, it's just a security check. It's it's really. But it, it, it's a it, what they say in this one in particular. It, it's a privilege, not a right. There's no guarantee that you get it. I mean, you probably pretty much will. I, I was there one time for my interview, 
And then someone was there that couldn't like speak English very well. And they had like mm-hmm. a translator trying to help them. And the guy said, like, we can't do that. I needed to speak, speak to you. This is not like a passport thing where you pretty much have, if you have a, your citizen you should get a passport, right? Uh, right. This is, this is like, if you can't talk to me directly, well, you're just not going to get this. And this is privilege, but that's because you could barely speak English. Like, uh, otherwise I think they would have given it to, to him. It just, you, could, you couldn't rely on a translator to, to talk about things that had to come from the person, right? Like, he, yes. knew, he, 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 had, he, he was able to require that when it's a privilege to verify that, so... So the guy could yeah, that's the thing about Nexus is that you have to go in for an interview and you have to have like a criminal background check done. And uh, oh, well, they do it though. I, 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 like, I mean, you, you just fill out a form and send it in. And they do everything. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to go get it from the police or whatever. They they do it. It's just they send it for that final interview. And yeah, maybe maybe you will wait till your immigration thing is resolved. But at least at, at that point, like, it should be fine, right? Like they're pretty. Mm-hmm lenient about it and you, you have a reason to travel back and forth a lot right yeah with your family <laughs> yeah and you can use it with your car okay. too even with your car you can yeah. but, but everyone in the car has to have the, the nexus if one has it one doesn't then you can't use that lane it has to be right that makes sense so that's your advertising uh, yeah <laughs> we have that problem when i travel with my father because they have whatever the equivalent of nexus is and i never bothered mm. So we have to split up. Yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Net- Nexus. By Net- <laughs> <laughs> my next renewal is going to be free. <laughs> Actually, they don't want. I don't think they really want to advertise it. Like I'm, I'm just saying it. This, it's been such a benefit to me that I would recommend it to anyone, right? At least for those various reasons. Like I mean, I used to get VIP yeah. treatment because of who I am. Like my name and everything, but now I get VIP because I have Nexus. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot better to get real VIP treatment rather than. Well, the reason why <clears throat> Keith is getting it because like him as a single white guy crossing the border to visit his girlfriend in Canada mm. keeps getting him stopped. Yeah. They'll be like, "Oh yes, girlfriend" in quotes. It's like <laughs> it's like everyone. <laughs> that's what you told everyone in high school. It's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. She's just in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they searched him a few times just because he's like just this single dude coming over <clears throat> the border. It's like, oh, drugs. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So that, that... I, I, I had a cousin many <clears throat> years ago when she she was in her twenties, who basically got strip searched every time she came into the country because she was working doing work in India, hmm. and when she uh... came back to the United States, she said it was just awful every time. And she was originally from England, so she wasn't a citizen of the U.S. And she said it was just right. horrible. Mm. Oh, I'll talk to John about something. So yeah, I'll talk to you later, okay. Ashley, and I'll be there late Thank on Thursday, you. so if I won't see you till the Friday morning. Okay. <clears throat> what time do you get in? I mean, oh, like probably twelve. I think probably midnight. I think I'm guessing. Oh. Get the airport at eleven. Got to meet up, get a ride. Maybe maybe eleven thirty at best, right? Yeah, yeah that's super late. We're getting in really early in the morning, so I think we're just gonna like hike around the park mm. during the day. I'm getting there in the afternoon, but I got set up stuff. <clears throat> Yay! Cool. <laughs> All right, cheers. You Ashley. are appreciated, Ashley. Yeah. Yep. This, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about much. the numbers this year. I'm just like, oh, how are we going <clears> to <throat> handle this? But I'm sure it'll all work out okay. Mm. Well. Okay. Thank you again. Yes, it was a pleasure speaking to you. I will see you again and. Less than, or just over a week. Yeah. Okay, Uh, see you, Ashley. She'll go.
So when you're saying about the game, I assume you're talking about the uh, the Feast of the Crows game well, we're playing. Two questions. Oh no, not about that actually. Uh, one was, so did you give a copy of Secret Targaryen to Terra slash Convention last I year? I did. Oh, you did. Okay, good. Yeah, just because I think we might need both with this many people. <laughs> we're gonna need two sets. Uh, I I actually have a couple of sets oh, here. Oh really? I, I I and if. I I know I know I can put together at least two sets. Mm. Um, I think I have three sets <coughs> left. One I was meant to send to Mimi, and I just misplaced. Oh well, I shouldn't say misplaced everything, but things they got put away in, in a closet that got filled with other crap. And I've had a real complicated year with aging parents, and mm. I just forgot completely about it until I started thinking I need to unpack that closet so I can get them <laughs> for, this, for this. And I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't even see BBs. Kyle has his, I know that. That's yes, right, you get it directly. Uh, um, and the, the one thing that I may not have and I could probably print up if I need to is is the yes-no cards because I botched how many were needed when I originally designed yeah, I, I was, the Yeah, I was trying to think, like even since last year, if there's a way to add like a Dolores ad option or something, like how would that <laughs> Like, like like the Tanner, right? Uh, we should think about that maybe to try it out one of the games. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how I would do that without. Well, I guess I could handwrite it onto a, another card from a different set. No, I mean they, they would still. Uh, oh, no, I guess they could be anyone, couldn't they? Right? They, they they don't necessarily have to be Targaryen. Although if they're not a Targaryen, the Targaryens will know that, right? So it'd be pretty obvious. Um. So maybe they can be a Targaryen. I don't know. Like maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what the Tanner, the Tanner. The werewolves all know each other, right? Don't they? So like, is, don't they have the same problem? Like the werewolves. I mean, I guess the werewolves can never really admit. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, they, the thing with the Tanner is you're supposed to make mistakes that are like borderline. So it's not like you're obviously trying to be killed, but instead you, you people start suspecting you, and you need to yeah. be like, no, don't vote for me, right? So it is, it's the same position, I guess, as usual. Well, I mean that that was sort of my that was sort of the Littlefinger variant is what I tried to put. What is Littlefinger little little wants it to be balanced exactly, right? Or what does he want? Right. So, so yeah, exactly. So the, the way Littlefinger wins is if it goes down to the to the wire, essentially. Yeah. And if it goes down to the wire, he wins, and everyone else loses. And that was my concept of that. Yes. Was that if, and I don't know how. I don't think we played with Littlefinger that many times, so maybe that would. Would accomplish the same thing you were. That's right. To... Yeah, maybe we didn't. Uh... I was just trying to throw something else in, into the mix <laughs> as well. That, that, that was my thought with Littlefinger: is you know, okay, what 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 would his goal be? Chaos, you know. Yes. And so that's. Well, the, that's pro the problem with little... the problem with Littlefinger though is if one side makes it to almost winning. Then the other side just cannot win. See what I'm saying? I think that was the problem. We, like, it, 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 let's say if Targaryens make it to one, or, or like whoever makes it, like to one step away from winning, right? Then you might as well the game's over already. Like, because because like, you, you could never win. The second you make it to tie them, then you lose. Well, yeah, but you don't know. One, you don't know if Littlefinger's in the game. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only person who knows if Littlefinger's in the game is Littlefinger. And, and he may not be in the game, okay. And he may not be so in the you game. Have the he's not... You could still win, okay. Yeah, it's it, it's like a 50-50 maybe, like he's in the game or something like that, or? Yeah, you, you can, I, I actually think it was more like 60-40 or 70-30, but yeah, there, there was no, no guarantees he was in the game. So, um, 
It, it depends on how many people it is. Yeah, it might have been like two, if two. I think if you had 10 players, it was like a two-thirds chance that he'd be in the game. But, yeah, that's significant, still significant enough that it, w- it wouldn't give up. Hmm. Okay. 